This podcast is in no way affiliated with, related to, and does not speak for or to any 12-step based program. There will be mention of many of the 12-step programs and of the main 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous. But again, the hosts and guests in no way are the spokespersons for AA. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the guests and hosts. There will be controversial topics discussed in this podcast, including relapse, death, and failure. All to the good, our desire is to get some dialogue going around the express purpose of 12-step recovery and the much talked about but often unread big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We will speak from our personal experience and cover some of the history and much of what the pioneers envisioned for the fellowship at its conception. This is for you to hear some truths about what the practical, simple solution is and how far off the mark the fellowship has wandered. We will talk about some of the reasons and our views on how to resurrect the simple program of action outlined in the big book. So, welcome everybody. This is a Jambo and Ski speaking on topics that are going to be somewhat controversial. Not always, but a lot of times they will be controversial. We are, as our statement at the beginning said, not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Drug Addicts Anonymous. No anonymouses are we affiliated with, but we're going to be speaking to and about those programs in our own opinions. And as such, there will be, as I said, just at the beginning, things that are somewhat controversial. Our, our hope really is to start a fire, leave it burning, leave you with something to think about, maybe have a new experience. Absolutely. Open up your mind. Maybe we'll strike some chords that uh, are, are what you feel. Maybe they're not what you feel. Maybe they're something that you're opposed to or that you agree with. Either way. We just want to stir up a little bit of conversation about the things that are going on in and around the recovery programs going on in our country today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lambo, I will Jambo. Now we'll speak to my experience uh, based in the AA fellowship. Mostly is uh, something that uh, is near and dear to my heart. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Uh, the date of my last drink was July sixth. 2019. Uh, and uh, in the last couple of years have had numerous new experiences in recovery, not all of them fantastic. Uh, and most of them very, very great. Uh, but I'm grateful to say that I haven't had a drink since then and don't intend to drink from that moment forward. And I have been sober since October 24th of 2001. And yes, there's a lot of things that are going on and have been going on in AA for a long time that we do not necessarily agree with, and we're going to talk about those things. And again, it may rile you, it may please you. Either way, we want just some conversation to go on. So we're going to have some links uh, where you can get in touch with us and we can talk to you about what you're, what you're feeling. Uh, hopefully, we will dispel some notions that are out there. And perhaps we will uh, muddy the water a little bit. Who knows? But we're going to talk about it, like it or don't. Absolutely. And and some of you probably won't like most of it, uh, if I'm honest. Coming through uh, a lot of 
different attempts at recovery. Um, you know, I'm originally from North Carolina, uh, born, bred down in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and actually uh, it had a very different experience coming to Maine uh, in the recovery community here, though the program uh, is the same because it's out of the book. Uh, I wasn't necessarily exposed to much program uh, when I arrived in Maine to, to finally sober up. Uh, it's unfortunate, um, but I wasn't sober in North Carolina and I did get sober in Maine. So that definitely speaks to something uh, good that happened in my life. Uh, maybe one of the, the biggest things that I noticed uh, in my experience was the difference in meeting, uh, the meeting format, which threw me for a loop. Um, I've gotten uh, my head wrapped around it now. I'm, I'm happily a, a home group member uh, of the primary purpose home group in Wyndham, Maine. We meet every uh, Sunday at 5.30 p.m. for a one-hour speaker meeting, come as you are. Um, and grateful for all who attend. Thank you very much. Uh, but some things threw me, but I did realize that those were my problems rather than uh, AA as a whole. Uh, and glad that I could reconcile with that, finally staying sober and happy about it. But Gary, you did mention you were hearing some things that might be objectionable. Uh, let's go down that road. All right. So attending our business meeting of last week, um, something that has been mentioned and seems like it's going to be more and more as these things go through the general service area, the district, all that kind of stuff is, is language. Language in the AA big book, language in the preamble, all of that stuff. So for the last three weeks, I've been sitting and listening to the preamble and it says, um, Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of people, people, people. As far as I knew, and for the last 35 years that I've been coming to Alcoholics Anonymous, the preamble reads, Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men, men and, and women. women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing people. What happened? I've even heard it said, a group of humans. <laughs> what really happened? A group of humans. So really? We really are, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are a group of humans. Well, they obviously leave a lot of room for interpretation yeah. in a group of humans. So how did, how did something as simple as saying a fellowship of men and women get changed to a group of people? When in the preamble itself, it says that we do not get involved in controversy. We neither endorse nor oppose any cause. And yet here we are seemingly endorsing or opposing some kind of cause by changing the simple wording of men and women to people. Yes. This is a pretty hot topic, actually, as of late. Um, and I don't know the numbers uh, correctly off my head, but I know that there are zillions of different ways for middle school children to identify at this point, whether it's a boy, a girl, or many other different ways. Uh, that's pretty shocking. Um, and that kind of speaks to maybe the source of some of uh, this clouded water. Mm. Correct? Yeah, I, I would agree. So... I'm not sure I'm not political in, in many or any ways, but I do, I am, uh, I would say a fundamental AA, a recovered fundamental member of AA, orthodox member of AA. That means that I got my solution directly out of the first 164 pages of the big book, uh, reading it with another person across the table 
with me. Absolutely. All right. And that book mentions through and through men and women, men and women, men and women. Uh, it speaks both to men and to women. Uh, it speaks to the family afterward and to the employer. It speaks to the wives. Uh, it also speaks to the husbands. Um, uh, so why does that language need to change? To me, it does not. Absolutely not. It was first written in 1947, came out of the grapevine by one of the editors. I'm not sure of the name, but um, in 1947, I'm sure they weren't that concerned with uh, whether it was men and women or people. Certainly not. They were whether they were concerned whether they were going to show up to work drunk or right. not, whether they were going to get sober or not. Correct. You know, and so this uh, this really go, does speak deeply. It seems like, well, what's the big deal? It's just a word. It is just well, a word. This is this is what's happening with the entire book. They want to rewrite the entire book. They want to take all these all these words that young folks can't quite understand and make them bring them up to speed uh, on the language of today. And I'm going to take exception to young folks, Gary, because I'm a little younger than you. Uh, but at the <laughs> same time, I was the same person who was required to have a dictionary to look up the words that I did not know. Mm -hmm. uh, and when reading across the table from a sponsor or who I like to call a spiritual advisor, somebody that was taking me through the program, um, if there was a word I didn't know, which I hardly ever wanted to admit, I had to look that word up and find out. And it's a tool that uh, is used successfully now. Uh, most folks have a phone in their pocket that they can look up Miriam Webster, any other word that they want. You most don't even folks have a, have a phone glued to their hand. <laughs> All they have to say is Google, what does that word mean? And boom, there you go. There's the meaning. Why are we dumbing it down? Why do we have to be, you know, oh, I don't even know the word I'm trying to look for here. Why do we have to be so concerned about somebody not understanding a word when all they have to do is ask or look it up. Absolutely. Are we going to change the entire book so that it, it dumbs it down enough for people to go, oh, okay, I know what that means now. No, just look up the word. Yeah. And in my opinion, uh, the words in the big book are absolutely perfect. They describe precisely what's going on. Uh, probably because the book was divinely inspired. Again, this is my opinion. Uh, you guys can argue about that if you like, uh, but this is a piece of literature that saved my life. It was uh, written by a guy who was not a writer, uh, and it was uh, definitely written by a man who could not stop drinking, and finally he was able to. Uh, it's resonated with people all over the world, millions and millions. The phraseology contained in that book describes expertly what they're driving at. And if I would be willing to get off of my lazy rear end and open a, the big book, b a dictionary and C ask for some help from a person who's worked this before, I'll probably be met with many, many good results as I have. Absolutely. Um, so I, I believe the, the new, reading of the preamble, which was uh, was kind of ratified by the 71st uh, General Service meeting or whatever. Um, in 2020. Yeah, in 2021, I think, actually. Were they looking at how did that happen when in the preamble itself, that we, it says that we don't engage in controversy? Mm -hmm. Isn't that in itself engaging in controversy where we want to change a word because it may offend or may not offend somebody that's engaging in controversy. It absolutely is. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand how they could have missed that. 
It's the argument. Simple the, truth. The preamble right? solves its own it's argument. A simple truth, right? Exactly. Keep reading. Yes, and read, you'll see. Read further, you'll see. We have no need for that language of people. Right. If it's men and women, it's men and women. That's good enough. That's the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. The, the book was written a certain way. This this literature was written in a certain way. We can't be everything to everybody. And and that's that's the reason why AA has stuck around since 1939 is that we don't get involved in that stuff. Absolutely. And the second we do, we create division, and that was never intended. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed wholeheartedly. So it's that division that's really you know it, it's seeping in and has been seeping into AA for a long time, watered down the message, and created this fellowship that is supposedly now all embracing. If you're a drug addict, come on in. We don't care. Your problem sex, come on in. We don't care. Yep. We're no longer just Alcoholics Anonymous. We become everything anonymous. Everything that's wrong with you, anonymous, come see us. Yeah. And talk about it in our meetings. And, and please. Spo- and sponsor please our people. Yep, please sponsor and, our people. And talk about anything you want to because AA has now become any place you want to come dump your shit. Come on in and dump it, mm-hmm. and we'll gladly uh, listen to it. It sounds a bit like the amateur therapy hour at best. <laughs> at best. <laughs> at best. Very amateur yeah. therapy hour. You know, there aren't many of us that are qualified as therapists in the least bit. I'm qualified as an alcoholic. I'm a person who drank himself silly, and then somebody extended the hand of AA, and I found the way out by doing a little bit of work. Honestly, it was reading and it was doing something a little bit different than I had done before. Uh, Tell the truth, uh, show up when I say I'm going to show up, clean up some of my past. I mean, these are the things that they're asking me to do. It sounds pretty human uh, in, in, you know, what a normal, decent human being would do, which when I got to the rooms of AA, I was pretty far from that. I was pretty whacked out. Um, And if that message was... uh, well, just come on in and, and share your problems with us. Have a cup of coffee. And then you don't have to do anything. Just go to a bunch of meetings. You can go to a bunch of meetings, 90 meetings in 90 days, you know, and I did go to 90 meetings in 90 days. I'll be very Good honest. Good for you. Uh, yeah. I've I, never attended 90 meetings in a row in my life. So by the end of it, I was glad that I could take a day off. I'll be very honest. Um, and I found the fellowship wanting uh, mm-hmm. in many, many different ways. Uh, first, it it was uh quite different from where I'd come from. So that was a little off-putting. That's my own stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple good things that came from it. I did begin to meet a few people who were recovered alcoholics. I remember a gentleman named Warren who spoke up in my very first meeting and said, my name is Warren. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Yeah, I went nice. directly to that man nice. and got his phone number Right, uh, and see him regularly. He's those, still those a recovered alcoholic. Wanna, yeah, absolutely. Those are the folks we want to, we, I'm recovered. Says so in the, in the very forward to the first edition. We are. We're a fellowship of over a hundred men and women. Men and women. Oh my goodness. They said it right there. They said it right there. Who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Absolutely. Oh my word. To show others how we have recovered is the main purpose of this text. Absolutely. You can't say recovered. You're not recovered. You'll never be recovered. If I'll always be in recovery, I might as well drink because <laughs> recovery is a tricky spot to be. Yeah. I like to be recovered Re- and free. Recovered's nice. Yeah. yeah. Recovered's real, real nice. You know? 
recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah. And the book also Absolutely. says we've recovered and been given the power to help others. Right. I Imagine believe in that, that power. That's yeah. a power that's been given to me. You know, there's been more than one or two people who have sat across the table from me who are still sober today. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing to witness. I hate to tell that man, he's always going to have to be in recovery or you better get to your 90 meetings in 90 days. What did I hear one, uh, the other night? Some guy that's been uh, 10 plus years sober saying he still thinks about drinking on a daily basis. Anathema. What a great, what a great message to that guy that's like, Shaking and bacon, right? You're going to have to struggle with this for the rest of your life. You're going to have to just hang in there and and think about drinking every day. Kill that message. Dude, I haven't thought, thought about drinking in 17 years. It took Not me, once. It took me a couple weeks of getting into the work. I made my first amends. I'm pretty sure I didn't, haven't th- had a major thought about drinking since then. If you still think about drinking, you still have an alcoholic mind. Says the book. Says the book. Yep. That book doesn't lie. Yep. It doesn't lie. Let's just get back a little bit sure. to the uh, to the changing of wording, because one of the things that has come up is the word God. Really? Yeah, really. We, we want to take the capital letter off God and make it a small G God, right? In my experience, there is no small G God. God is a big G. It has to be a big G. It's the only G. <laughs> yeah. And our book talks about it at length. At length. At length. Mm-hmm. Bill, in, in his, uh, you know, in the the chapter to We Agnostics says, hey, guess what? We're going to talk about God. Mm-hmm. He's like, right in the face. I love that. He just says, hey, guess what? We have written a book which we believe to be moral as, as well as spiritual. And, of course, that means we're going to talk about God. God. Yep. That same, very same page, page 45. Yeah. It says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to help you find a power which will solve your problem. Absolutely. And it has 100% of the time for me. I found God, the power of God, and that solved my problem. Yeah. that That's a great, great couple of paragraphs there. He says, uh, we we needed to find a power by which we could live. Obviously. 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 <laughs> so smarmy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. Cause he just uh, says, yeah, you cannot, you know, you can not have God, I guess. Maybe we've tried. God knows we've tried. God knows we've tried. Yeah. That's right. And uh, so they want to, they want to take that language out. How, how, what, what is going to be left of the book? Yeah. If they take that out. Yeah. It's pretty funny too. The book also mentions it would, could be, or would be easy to be vague about spiritual matters. Yeah. Right. But no, that's not what they're about. No. And that's not what the program of recovery is about. Right. It is about putting your faith and trust and the rest of your life into a power that wants to help you. Yeah. When you so, find so, that it gets easy. Oh, absolutely. So who's, who are the people that are having such a problem with this and why? I mean, again, if AA does not engage in controversy. We neither endorse nor oppose any causes. Why are we even thinking about changing any of the book at all? It doesn't make any sense. What it what it speaks to to me is the book mentions this spiritual toolkit that we've laid out for your inspection. Mm-hmm. And the man that inspects the spiritual toolkit and says, no, thank you. I've had enough of all that. I think I'll take my uh, own thoughts and ideas and try to bring them into this this program, mm-hmm. right? Well, 
If that man meets with success, I'm proud for him. I think that's fantastic. Use your own thinking to the best of your ability. If that gets you sober, hooray. Right. For Good a man for like me, who right. is definitely an alcoholic of the hopeless variety, and when I drink, my life goes to pieces, and then when I stop drinking, it gets even worse. Right. I can't live like that. So that's the crux of it right there is that the book is written to the hopeless, the, the alcoholic of the hopeless variety. Absolutely. Right? And a lot of people that are coming into the halls are not alcoholics of the hopeless variety. Absolutely. Right? So not. they may be able to find a different solution. And they do. And and then they bring it into our, our halls and say, well, you know, we could change a lot of things here to make it a little softer, but we leave the real alcoholic, the hopeless alcoholic dying, dying right outside the door. They can't hear a message of milk toast. You know what I mean? They need a message that has depth and weight. Yep. And if that message isn't there, they're dead. What deeper or weightier topic do I know than God has the power to change your life if you choose to seek him? There isn't one. That's, that's the message. That is the message. Yep. And whether you like it or you don't, if you don't, you don't have to come to AA meetings. You you can go do whatever you want to do. The gym. If you can, if you can stay sober, go just going to meetings. Yep. Stay sober, just going to meetings. Mm-hmm. I had to work the steps. Please I don't sponsor get, anybody. Right. Yeah, we heard it the other night. If you're one of these people that can stay sober, just going to meetings, God bless you. But please don't sponsor somebody that needs needs the work like I do. Yeah. Because you'll kill me. Your message kills me. Absolutely. Every time. Uh, I've known men that were able to, you know, I, I uh, started in sober living uh, when I got sober and saw men who did not want what AA had to offer. Mm. And it, it was a, not a requirement of the sober house that I lived in that you did any AA really whatsoever. Right. Uh, you were uh, to do as you choose, stay sober, pay your rent and be a decent citizen. Right. Um, and there were men who were absolutely able to do that, though there were few. Um, I start to question about how real their alcoholism was. Absolutely. Maybe their life problems had gotten them into a position where that's where they needed to live. They needed to rebuild their life, get back on their feet to some degree. And that's fine. It worked for them. They were a problem drinker. They were a problem drinker. They were not a real alcoholic. And he explains the different types of alcoholics. If we read our books, see, I think that's the other problem is very few people open the, open the pages. I had a sponsor once who said, hide your money in there. No one ever looks in that. No one ever looks in there. Right. That's right. Um, so seeing other people have uh, these experiences, you know, uh, guys get sober, they they get a gym membership uh, and go and get very healthy and get a girl. They get a girlfriend. And, and, you know, these are all wonderful things for a normal, well-adjusted person who's not alcoholic, who doesn't need a spiritual solution by which they can live. All right. Right. All of that is part of a normal, well-adjusted life. When I arrive as a real alcoholic at the doors of AA, I am not a well-adjusted person capable of living a normal life. I needed a complete overhaul. Absolutely. And that's what the book, The 12 Steps and uh, a Spiritual Contact has provided me. Uh, I am rebuilding my life slowly and on purpose uh, because I've been a man who's been known to get well quick. And I always drank again, without a doubt. Right. I always went right. back to the bottle. And the part that I was leaving out was 
<laughs> the 12 steps and God. And it's pretty funny. You join a 12 step program that tells you we're going to talk about God and I don't want to do either one. Right. And then I'm talking about AA doesn't work. AA doesn't work. I've had enough of AA. That stuff doesn't work right. whatsoever. But you've never really tried it. Ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We get to that a lot. AA doesn't work for me. Well, you know, did you ever really try it? Well, you know, I got to the, like the amends part and then I kind of fell off, but yeah, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Another well, piece well, you, of that. You miss the whole point. The whole point is to get to the part where we're starting to help other people. That's how we get out of ourselves as we think of others. Mm -hmm. And if I stop halfway through, of course, I'm not going to get it. Half measures have veiled us half. No, they availed us nothing. The book says it avails me nothing. Right. Yeah. Now, I was a man who lived on half measures for quite some time, <laughs> you know, but I did. I, I, so, I secured stayed, half stayed a life. Messed up. Right? I was half drunk right. all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and my life was was a a glowing embellishment of what, what sobriety would look like yeah. if you were a man who drank every single day. That was me, <laughs> you know? That's, yeah, and that's unfortunate, but that's, you know, a lot of the, because again, the message isn't always clear. You know, you come into an AA meeting and you might get 10 different takes on what this thing is about. When it's pretty simple, it's laid out very simply in the book. Mm -hmm. and, and if I follow that simple program, chances are, I'll recover. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it put in very, very blatant terms. Stop drinking. One. Two. Recollect with God. Find God. Seek God. Three. Help others. Yeah. That was Dr. Bob's prescription. Or rather, clean house. Clean house. Then help others. No, it's find God, clean house, help others. That was, that's his prescription. Stop drinking is first for me. Well, you have to stop drinking first. Well, typically. you did. I went yeah. to a lot of AA meetings <laughs> drunk for years, you know, because I like the coffee and, and yeah, uh, you coffee's know, good, the, right? the people were friendly Not and really. they, they weren't willing to kick me out. Nothing worse than the AA coffee, but yeah. you know, we get used to it. Yeah. Or you Just don't. like anything, yeah. right? We get used to it. So, yeah. So again, this, this whole podcast, this is our first one. So we're, we're just kind of, um, we picked a, a single topic and that was kind of the, um, the change of language or the proposed change of language or rewriting the big book. Um, the fifth edition is, is, you know, they're, they're bending that about, and we wanted to speak kind of directly to that. And we've kind of gone all around the barn, but this is how this is going to go. We'll probably have a topic. We'll probably talk about it pretty good for a little while, but then we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. And we may go on rants and we may talk about stuff that has no interest to you whatsoever, but it's all going to be pertinent and relevant. And again, we just want to get some conversation going on. Why is our program so watered down? Why is the message so lost? Why are people still dying when there's a solution right up the street? Right. You know, why are we watching uh, alcoholics fall by the wayside all the time? People you never hear from again. You see them for a minute and then they're gone because they might be met with a message. They have the ability to be met with a message. That's the truth that can save their life. But oftentimes they're met with a message that just says, just keep coming to meetings, kid. You're going to be all right. Yeah. If your ass falls off, put it in a bag and bring it to a meeting. You're right. going to be just fine. Right. Instead of. Get on your knees, boy, and pray, and pray God. <laughs> the first that things you can they did back help in another the day, person. Right? Right? Get on your knees and surrender, man. Then and then you can come to one of our meetings. But you have to surrender first. Absolutely. That was you know that's been lost a long, long time ago. But that was in the in the early, you know, beginnings of this of this fellowship. That's what they did. Yeah. They said you have to surrender before you can come to one of our meetings. 
And by the way, they had one meeting a week. And Jambo, I think part of the reason why is because they were going to see the drunks that were still suffering the 12th step call. call. They were right. literally we going that the to night. try to sober right. up drunks. You know, We've they lost the 12 step call. It's gone. And now we, we say, oh, rehab, you're going to rehab. Yep. And it's taken the, taken the new guy out of our hands and put it in the hands of some billion dollar industry that has gone absolutely off the friggin' reservation. Yep. Teaching people all kinds of stuff that might be helpful, but it's ain't not AA. AA. It it's ain't not AA. AA. And where do they send them when they get out? To AA. You of better course. go to 90 meetings in right. 90 days. So they come into the rooms with all that knowledge they got from the rehab, and that becomes AA. A program. When it's not AA. Yep. Take that stuff, you know, at least preface what you're going to say with, this came from my rehab. This did not come from the big book. Absolutely. And then say whatever. That's what Whatever. But it's not, it's not AA. It's funny too, because once you have an experience where you actually have read and know what's in the big book, you know oh, yeah. that this stuff is not from the big book right? Uh, and might be helpful in some, but it's an outside issue in my <laughs> AA meeting. Well, absolutely right? outside issue. The unfortunate piece is we're not meeting the drunks when they are on their knees and groveling and ready to get sober. <laughs> We're meeting them after they've had a few meals, a few hot meals, and they've taken a shower or two that week and they found a razor finally and they figured out, oh yeah, I need to put my life back together. So they send the the, the rehab center, send them out into the world, right. sober living, AA meetings at large, et cetera, right. uh, armed with basically nothing. Um, you know, no idea that, well, I'm going to need to find a power by which I can live. Holy crap. If somebody had told me that years ago, I might've been a little bit more insistent that where am I going to find this power? And then I might've wound up on page 45. And well, the rehab told is the, me. Yeah. Rehab's not going to tell them that because they're the higher power. True. And I said, they're the ones that are going to tell them what they need to do and what they don't need to do. <laughs> There's no need for a higher power when you have rehab telling you and doing everything for you. And then they, again, they send you out into the halls of AA with their message, which is not the AA message. It might be similar, but there's going to be some differences. And again, there's the watered down. Pretty hard to bill your insurance for a spiritual experience oh, with God not, that yeah. you can affect on your you own. You can't actually, you can't do it. The <laughs> insurance companies won't pay for it. So that's, that's the problem there, right? This is a money making machine Yep. and do not clog their their wheels or, or they'll, they'll be hell to pay. One of the funniest things that I've ever seen is a rehab that's willing to take the same person back six, five, six, seven different oh, yeah. times. As long as the insurance company pays, as long man, as they'll take them back. As long as they're paying up, they'll take them right back when it's obvious that this person needs a new experience, yeah. a different experience by which they can recover. I, I um, had a real experience with that from a gentleman that owned the company saying, Hey, are you going to send us back the, uh, the guys that relapse? You going to send them back to us? And I said, no, I, I would think they'd need a different experience. He got all bent up about that. Well, no, you got to send it back to us because, well, of course it's money. So what you're saying is the proprietor of a treatment center was asking you to send him relapsers. Absolutely. That had just graduated his program and said, we're not going to send you people if you don't do that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, it just speaks to, again, it speaks to the the nature of the beast. We've got a billion dollar program going on with, with rehabs and they don't want anyone screwing with their, their money flow. It's a cash cow. It's it. That's all it is. Yep. And, and God knows that, that they've helped people. Absolutely. I'm not saying that they haven't helped people. Absolutely. And they've helped a, a ton of people. But again, when that, when their message, which is not necessarily the AA message, 
gets infiltrated into the halls of AA, it muddies the water, right? So you get all kinds of wacky things mm-hmm. that come into our, our fellowship from outside that become the norm, right? You, you might wonder where, where on earth did uh, 90 meetings, where did that the 90 meetings in 90 days come from? Where did it come from? Probably came from a rehab. You know, it actually did come from a rehab uh, because it was a way for them to chart aftercare. Oh, yeah. So right? AA was their aftercare. AA, so so they go through their program and send them out into AA and say, now they're your problem. But nine, go to 90 meetings in 90 days. So they Again, can report a success rate. Going, <laughs> That's it. Go, going back to the history, when they had one meeting to go to in a week and they stayed sober, how on earth did they do that? Without 90 meetings, are you kidding me? How did they stay sober? They fellowship. They hung around with each other. They helped each other. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they'd say it couldn't be done. Can't be done. Can't be done. No, can't be done. If you don't go, if you don't do the 90 meetings in 90 days, I had, my my daughter was uh, just getting involved in AA and she came to me one day and she said, dad, I had a kid that asked me if I had finished my 90 meetings in 90 days yet. What does he mean? And my, and my head nearly exploded. Absolutely. And I thought, when did that become a dictate that you had to do 90? What if I have a family? What if I have kids? What if I have a job? What if someday my daughter's dance recital makes it impossible for me to get to a meeting that night because I really want to be there for her and I can't make it to a meeting? Did I fail? You failed. I must have failed. I might as well drink. You might as well. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy to put that kind of expectation on somebody. Everybody's situation's different. Hey, if I'm jobless, homeless, whatever, yeah, maybe I can get to 90 meetings in 90 days. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will be helpful for me, actually. Yep. But not everybody's the same. Nope. And what works for you may not work for me, except I know 100% the steps will work for me. But all this other noise, it's arbitrary. It is. And it's all human opinion, which is exactly... <laughs> What we're expressing here tonight, just so you guys know. Yeah, human opinion. Our human, opinion. Human opinion. Uh, we're a group of humans expressing an opinion. <laughs> How about that? Yes, we are. Yes, we are indeed. What else would we be? Yep. But a group of humans. Group of humans. Yep. Powerful. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's going to be our, our first little intro, first podcast kind of thing. Just an introduction to us and what we're going to try to talk about. And again, we would love input from you folks because you're going to give us fodder for our cannons or whatever. Maybe you maybe you like us, maybe you won't. Um, either way, I don't care all that much, but um, we hope that we may have sparked some some interest to have some dialogue, to have uh, your minds opened up a little bit. And we want to hear your opinions for sure. Absolutely. And feel free to throw comments in uh, down below at any point. Hate mail is very welcome. Absolutely. Start a discussion with us. We'd love to talk about it. Uh, And uh, if you want to contact either of us directly, uh, DM, and we will be able uh, to make that happen for you. We'd love to get some more opinions on this. Uh, ours are not the only valid opinions. Uh, everyone's got an experience. Absolutely. Uh, we're just talking about what we've seen, the things that we've been seeing on a very regular basis um, that are kind of contradictory to uh, what a spiritual experience and and love of God and others based recovery program is about. And it can look like in your life, perhaps. It's been a miracle for yeah, me. Absolutely. I'm a recovered alcoholic. How about you? Yeah, absolutely recovered. (laughs) I haven't thought about drinking in a very long time. Absolutely. And it's available for all. 
Thanks a lot, guys. Thank Have a you great all. Day. Bye. Bye.